So yes, what's going on, man? How is how's the insurance life? Oh man, it's going great. It's going great. Uh, man, it's an exciting time to be an insurance agent right now. Uh, I, I tell you, I mean, just with the the new developments, the new programs, the automation, uh, video marketing, uh, completely changing the game. So I'm I'm excited to be in, be an agent. People uh, people keep telling me that. I keep I keep hearing that. Um, so I mean, tell, I mean, I, I guess I mean I've kind of this might sound weird. I've I've been keeping my eye on you for a little bit. I was like, I need to talk to Ryan. I need to talk to Ryan. And I was like, I'm gonna actually talk to Ryan today. So I fi- I, w- I would figure I, I would do that. So um, uh, I know I said I kind of wanted to talk specifically about um, Calendly, but um, I'm just kind of interested in your story a little bit. Um, you know, how you got into insurance and what your deal is. I, I think you 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 own your own agency. You started your own shop. I'm assuming there's a, probably a good story there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy how I got into the insurance business. So, uh, it was actually a pastor at my church who recommended uh, insurance uh, after college, and uh, so I ended up applying. You know, a couple different insurance companies and. I saw a job with, with Liberty Mutual, and I uh, applied there. And then, at, at, like through the application process with Liberty Mutual, there was a, there was a math section that you had to complete. And, and I was fresh out of college. I, I hated math, and I was yeah. a psychology major. And uh, so I ended up, you know, going away from the online application and got an email reminder a couple of days later that I needed to go back and complete it to be considered for the position. So I went back online and. You know, just kind of click through some some answers on the math section, and uh, you know, ended up getting an interview. Uh, long story short, after about four interviews, uh, you know, I walk into the first interview with the area manager, and one of the first things he said was, uh, "I know you're smart because you scored a hundred on the math section." So <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it was crazy, you know, just how I even you know fell into insurance. I had a, a great trainer when I was at Liberty Mutual, and um, yeah, you know, just had had a good time, you know, during my my tenure there, uh, but just wanted to offer more options. You know, I kind of felt guilty at times, only presenting one option. You know, when we were taking such large rate increases in our area year after year, uh, I just knew I had to go out on my own. How long? How long did you stay at Liberty? Uh, I was there for about three and a half years. So three years, three and a half years in the industry, and you're already getting the itch to start your own shop. Yeah, 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 I was. Uh, you know, I, again, I, I had a really good trainer while, while I was there, and uh, you know, he, he taught me how to how to network, uh, how to build relationships with referral partners, and so I was already bringing in all of my own business, anyways, and so it, you know, it just it made sense for for me to kind of go out on my own since I already had the business coming in. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and w- I mean, was there was there like a conversation that you had with that guy? I mean, was he supportive? I would imagine. You know, uh, by by the time that I was I was on my way out, um, it, you know, he he had other other people under him, and so it really wasn't even something that I, I discussed with him. Uh, I, I just felt that you know it, it was it was my time. I mean, I had talked about it with you know a couple other agents there in the office. And, um, yeah. You know, it, it it was just tough, you know, given the rate increases and all that we were going through at the time. So it it just happened to be, you know, the right time for me to step out. 
That's interesting. So, and I, I mean, I've never been in the captive like space, like to only have one option. Um, how soon did you start to kind of realize, like, wait a second, like, there's more company, like, this isn't the end of the insurance world. Like, how long did it take you to get to that point? You know, it, it was it was probably about two years, honestly. Uh, you know, just going through. The, the type of training that a captive company puts you through, you believe that their company is the only company, it's the best company, and everybody yeah. should be with that company, you know. And so, you know, that that was my mentality. For the first two years, you know, I, I drank the Kool-Aid, and, uh, you know, that, that was my mindset. But, you know, after, the, you know, the renewals were, were coming in and, and I was seeing these rate increases and talking to customers and I was re- reviewing uh, quotes that they had received from other carriers, I, I knew that you know what I had believed what wasn't true. You know, so some of the companies had had even better coverage and better pricing, and that there was there was nothing that I could do. So, so that's that's kind of what I noticed. And so, how long have you been out on your own? Uh, four years uh, will be September fifth. So, yeah, so almost four years. So you're. Um You've been uh, on your own for four years in the industry for seven and a half, close to coming in on eight, or yeah, yep, yep. Okay. All right. What's uh, so working for Liberty? You said you kind of developed your referral partners. Is that on personal lines? It sounds like feels like you're like a mortgage broker guy to me. Uh, yep, I- exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I work with uh, t- tons of mortgage loan officers uh, all over Tennessee, and. Uh, and it's built great relationships with those guys, and so they, they, they keep me fed. They keep the business coming in. All over Tennessee, huh? I like it. So are you just are you just in Tennessee? Is that like the only state you're licensed in? Uh, I'm, I'm also licensed in Georgia. Okay. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you know, we talked to a lot of agents where they just they have such a narrow view of where they think they can sell insurance. You know, it's like, hey, it's like I can only walk 15 paces left of my office, and that's you know that's where I can sell. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I definitely like that you you know you kind of say this. I work with mortgage brokers all across the state because let's be honest. I mean, you're not. There's no reason not to. <laughs> right. So one thing I did want to reach out to and talk to you about that you are maybe feeling not as confident as you should be, which which is ridiculous, Ryan. But whatever, we can talk about that later. Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm, I, I see all sorts of stuff. I, I have an addiction to looking at insurance agencies' websites, and I'm, I'm just perusing. I'm in the airport this morning, and I am just I just popped over to your site, and I've been there a couple times, and I was just looking through, and I was like, oh, dude, like, Ryan has, he's got Calendly, Calendly embedded right on his About Us page, but, I mean, you know, we've been passing Calendly around the industry for, I would say, a handful of years now um to where people have been using it and the one thing that struck me that you're doing differently than i have ever seen is is that you've the language that you're using right and you i think you're discounting the simplicity of this thing i'm curious to how it's working and 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 some of the because people we'll get into this in a second um you have it like broken up into four categories of hey just a phone call with ryan very simple uh then i think it's um you know uh, come to my office then it's um, let's have lunch. Well, there's a, I can't remember what's the fourth one. You could probably tell me. How about that? Let's, let's grab coffee. Let's grab coffee. There's that. So there's yeah, coffee's in between lunch and uh, and come to my office. So you've kind of prioritized. I'm assuming like the the level of importance of the of the meeting. 
um, possibly, um, to where if you're getting the lunch appointment, you're really in tight with Ryan. And so what is, how has that worked? I mean, like, again, that's like ridiculously simple, but I feel like it's effective. And I hope you tell me that it is because I want to be right. Yeah, no, it, it, it definitely is. And, and honestly, I've been, I've been shocked that it is as effective as, as it has been. Uh, you know, when I first heard about Calendly, uh, you know, I, I thought it was, it was a great app or a great widget, you know, to have on the website, but, uh, I really didn't think that people would use it. Uh, customers are, are actually going, you know, yeah. to the website and, and scheduling those appointments. So, you know, I, I love, you know, when I, whenever I get an email notification, you know, that I have a phone call or, uh, you know, I have an in-office, you know, session scheduled with somebody, uh, and I didn't even have to do any work. Like we, we didn't have to, you know, send the, the emails back and forth, you know, yep. what time, you know, what place, you know, all, all, all of those stuff. So, uh, so I like it. I mean, it, it, it's effective. Uh, I even have it set up now to where, you know, some of the, the marketing managers or, or marketing reps for different companies that, that come by frequently, they know that they can just go directly to my website, schedule that appointment, and, and you know, they don't even have to check my calendar. We don't have to worry about those back and forth emails. So it, it's working great for me. Uh, you know, it, it can – I never just push somebody there directly uh, without kind of first, you know, just, just talking to them and uh, kind of – like if it's a, a new client, you know, I kind of build that relationship first, but then, you know, kind of guide them there because – Again, it just, it just cuts down on emails. We receive tons of emails every day. You know how that is. And so um, just a simple way to get the meeting set. Yeah, and and so that efficiency is huge. I mean, that's the reason I, I love it so much, and I've been using it for you know quite a while. And it's that whole back and forth. And, and so much. it's not even so much the back and forth. It's the I'm ready for this insurance phone call. You know, we, I think we discount the fact that, hey, you know, you kind of need to be in the right frame of mind. Maybe there's some documents to be had. There's just like, I need to have certain things prepared. And if you're catching somebody as they're leaving the grocery store or picking up the kids, uh, you're not, you're not, that's not a good situation. And um, have you noticed that? Like you're just having better, like you're having better appointments, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in Calendly, one, one of the things, like anytime you, you actually schedule an appointment with me, uh, there, there's a required field for you to answer what, what the call is going to be about or what the appointment is going to be about. So sure. that way um, I can be prepared. And, and yeah. that's what I say, you know, in my little message, uh, this is going to help me be prepared for our meeting. Right? Because, you know, otherwise, you know, traditionally you have an appointment, somebody says that they're coming in, you have no idea what they want to talk about. So you're spending, you know, the first, 10 minutes, you know, listening to them explain, and then you have to do your research, and then, you know, try, try to, you know, fit small talk in between all that while you're trying to look up, you know, a solution or, you know, a reason for, you know, something went wrong or, or what have you, so, you know. Yeah. So now let's, this is what, this is my favorite kind of piece of feedback on, on Calendly that, you know, I get is like, oh, well, I just can't, you know, one, people have a hard time, like, feeling like they can't just leave their schedule open, like, they don't manage their schedule enough to block off the time that they need to keep for people, um, and let's be honest, the client that you don't want to talk to is the one that is always hitting the calendar, believe me, that's the worst, and so how have you, like, what, I'm assuming you've experienced that, what does that look like, and what have you kind of, like, what are you doing to, like, kind of get around all of that? 
you know, I, I, honestly, I really haven't had anybody misuse it. Um, uh, well, I was looking for a good story, Ryan. Come on, man. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I, I can think of some customers that uh, uh, that probably would, would like to, but typically they, they they just call directly in. I mean, that, that's that's how they they yeah they're, they're not even trying to set an appointment. They want uh. they want to speak right away. So um, I, I would actually prefer it, you know, if, uh, if if they would actually use Catalyst. That'd be a lot a lot easier. But uh, they they just don't want to they don't want to do that so they, they don't want to wait. So what about the uh, the blocking of your time? Like, are you finding it difficult to leave? Like, what have you have you found the sweet spot as far as like I'm going to leave this amount of time in the morning, this amount of time in the afternoon, or I'm just going to do you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Is it like like what are the what are the hours that you've made yourself available, not available? So so I'm, I'm usually available you know between you know, nine nine a.m. and five thirty. I use my calendar a lot for everything. Uh, yeah. And I have, I have one, one calendar that I, that I put everything on. So if I'm available on Calendly, it's because I'm available to, to me. So yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't worry about you know trying to set certain hours or only going to be you know during this time or, or what have you. Um, I'm, I'm available. So uh, you know again if you can if you can find that time slot on Calendly. Let's do it. So, what are what are some of the things that you know, we're gonna go deep into, like some like scheduling? Like, what are, what like what does it look like? What are you scheduling on a day to day basis? Like, how detailed do you get? I, pro- I probably should get more. I know a lot of people, you know, try to set certain times for for prospecting and um, you know certain time for you know outgoing calls and you know endorsements that that type of thing. <laughs> you, you know. Early in the mornings is, is typically whenever I work on, you know, social media, you know, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, right, right now I'm trying to work on uh, blogging, uh, which I hate typing, all, all of that, but uh, it's kind of one of those things you got to do. Uh, so, so typically early in the mornings, probably about 7.30 to 9.30 is usually when, when I'm working on, on those things. Uh, active campaign is in, is in there, you know, working on those automation sequences. Um Apart, apart from that, uh, usually I, I just try to. Um, I'm pretty much winging it. Uh, that's, that's probably not not the, uh, the the best way to go, but uh, for for the most part, I mean that, that's what I'm doing. Usually I try to reach out to at least three new potential referral partners each day, and so I'm hitting up a lot of people on, on LinkedIn or ask, asking for a lot of referrals to other people, and a lot of those meetings don't get set. You know, people don't get back to me, but I'm at least trying to to reach out to at least three a day, and so so that kind of keeps me busy, uh, keeps appointments getting set, and uh, you know, keeps me out meeting new faces. Yeah, um, I like the three a day thing. So we're gonna get to I want to get to the blogging in a second because that's always a fun conversation. Um, I found I found it. You know, I always like to um, save all of that creative stuff for the morning as well I, I found myself to where I would just actually at some points just block off the Calendly you know for you know let's say Monday and Wednesday or something from 9 to noon or whatever it's just those are times that I'm reserving for you know not not letting somebody actively set a time with me and then I would you know kind of say yeah afternoon I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm running out of juice as far as creativity goes 
and I would I would kind of let the calendar go. And you know it's you know it's out. Have you tried this, Ryan? This is one of my favorite things. Is is like select hours on like the weekends and evenings, and this is like a alternative to like the twenty four seven kind of you know situation that we're kind of dealing with, where you know leaving like you know hey from six thirty to eight or something on again tuesday and thursday whatever the you know frequency is but you know a couple nights a week you could offer you know evening phone calls or whatever or hey saturday or sunday morning from nine to ten or something and and you know if somebody books it you know hey listen you know that you're going to show up but if nobody books it then you don't have to sit sit around at the office my my you know you know all these facebook groups and stuff you see people talking about hey should we be open on saturday or sunday it's like and they just go in and sit there and it's like well you know I, I prefer to actually have something waiting for me if I'm going to be there or if I'm going to be doing something, you know. Right. Yeah, so so I, I, have, I have a wife and four young kids at home. Our, our house is, is crazy. So, so the weekend thing is, is really not not an option for, for me. It's, it's not something that I'm willing to give up. You know, I'm already gone enough during the week. But but with, with that said, I always have access to my email. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, customers will – send me an email on Friday night or Saturday night uh, or, you know, it could be Sunday afternoon. And if it's something simple, I'll get back to them right then, you know. Or, you know, if they need to add a car, you know, I may just, you know, send a quick email saying, hey, got your email, I'll follow up with you on Monday. So, you know, I, I, I do that all the time. And the response that I always get, you know, from people is, is wow, I, I didn't expect to hear from you until Monday. You know, so yeah. they still get a sense that that I'm available, you know, and they're, and they're not on their own, you know, over the weekend. So, you know, I have a recent example of a guy, he had a pipe that burst on a Friday night. And, you know, he had sent me an email. He had already, you know, shut the water off and, uh, you know, just sent me an email to, to make me aware. It was like 8.50 you know, not 9 o'clock on a Friday night, and I called him in like two minutes, and he was he was just blown away. So uh, even even though, you know, I don't open that up to clients, I have my email right there, and they, they know, most of them know now, you know, if they reach out to me, I'm going to get back with them. Well, and let me, I, I'm, yeah, I'm curious if you, um, do you kind of pay attention to, like, when some of the appointments are booked? So, like, if somebody's booking, like, at, after hours or, or, or on the weekend? One of the things that I always kind of thought, just from a customer experience standpoint, it's, uh, yeah, they would like to talk to somebody, like, immediately or whatever. But, you know, again, if we're providing, you know, that level of service and, and knowledge and advice and, man- you know, risk management that we should be, um, they're just they just want to know that it's being taken care of meaning if I've if you've got an appointment set if you can send an appointment anytime that you want with Ryan that makes you feel a little bit better than hey I just left him a voicemail and maybe he's gonna call me on Monday uh, have, have you noticed that is that a thing I, I haven't um, no and, and I think my, my hours uh, my, my blocking hours again it's, it's not it's not it's not available on calendar and so uh, you know, the weekend, you just, you just... No, 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 I mean, like, no, I guess what I'm saying is, is, like, if you've noticed, like, because when, when somebody books on Calendly, it sends you the email, right? So I didn't know if you noticed, like, hey, Saturday morning, you noticed, like, Tim Smith booked a call for Monday morning or whatever, you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't know if you've seen people taking advantage of it, booking those calls um, when you're not open. I didn't know if you kind of had a feel for that. Okay. Gotcha. 
Okay. I, I, I noticed that, like, sometimes, like, I'll just, you know, middle of the night or something, like, wake up, hey, I got a, you know, got a call to make, uh, you know, the next morning or whatever. And that's, that's always the best feeling. Like, that's, you know, I talk, you know, kind of tell people those stories. Like, oh, I wake up and I got three, you know, three appointments. And I did nothing um, or, or whatever. And, um, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to allow you, we can discuss blogging, we can discuss email automation. Let's put it this way. You were a little reluctant to talk Calendly, which I think you're you're doing pretty well at, and I think the just that simplicity is fantastic. But I'm going to like, what's one thing that is is that that you think you are good at or is working for you, or, or like, man, Joe, I want to talk to you about this because I forced you to talk about Calendly. It seems only fair. Uh, email automation. I mean, that, that's something that, that I do a lot of in my agency. Uh, so I so I have a lot of campaigns built through active campaign. So, so that, yeah. that's something that I feel like I'm, I'm doing well and I'm constantly uh, revisiting to, to make sure that, you know, each email has a high open rate, um, you know, and, and just look for new ideas of how to improve the customer experience. Uh, because I'm, I'm noticing, like, my emails and my campaigns, they get read, they, they get open. And, you know, I'm noticing a lot of people are, are clicking through and so, uh, I'm seeing the activity there, and so I want to keep improving that process. So. Now, is, uh, I'm going to just jump back to the calendar real quick. Is any of that tied in? Like, do you have, like, a, hey, if you need to talk, book a time here? Like, do you have that folded into the email campaigns? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, one, one of the my goals for clients in my agency, I want them to feel confident in their policies, right? So I don't want them to be shocked whenever they have a claim they find out that you know they don't have a coverage or uh, you know something like that and so with, with that in mind uh, I have an email in the active campaign uh, that, that I call the confidence calculator and so you know they can kind of uh, they can click it take a survey you know to see how confident they are in their policy and then if they want to set a appointment to, to review the policy if, you know their confidence is low uh, then they can reach out to me directly. Uh, they can they can go to my calendar uh, calendar page and schedule the appointment right there because uh, that's the link that's embedded into that email. Uh, the same thing with renewals. Whenever there's an upcoming renewal, I have a big button in the email. Uh, if they want to set an appointment, it takes them right to the, the calendar app, and then in the 13th month, so right after. Uh, you know, their policy is just renewed the one month into the renewal. They get another email, you know, just asking, you know, if we can sit down to review their policy again. So, so three times at least within the year, you know, they're getting the option to schedule that appointment. Well, uh, forget Calendly because I think you just said something that everybody's going to steal, and that is the confidence calculator. Can you please tell me exactly what that is? You know, just, just kind of as I look through, you know, the customer experience, you know, and kind of identify, you know, how I want a customer to feel uh, being a client through our agency, uh, confidence was, was the biggest thing. And so um, a confidence calculator is really just a, a series of, of questions, you know, that ask them, uh, you know, are they aware what the deductibles are, do they have any questions about flood coverage. Um, there's about five or six questions on there. Know, specifically geared towards, you know, if they have home and auto with it, or if they have only have auto, um, you know, are they aware what their bodily injury limits are? And 
so you know they can select you know yes or no, and then you know if they keep selecting no, then we get we get those surveys sent to us, and we obviously get to see that they're not confident in their current policy because they don't know what their coverage is. On. So uh, at that point, uh, we you know reach out to them and, and try to see if we can set an appointment. If they do not go ahead and, and click the link to set the appointment themselves. You're delivering. I was going to ask how you're delivering it. Sounds like you're using like some type of survey tool, like Survey Monkey type thing. Like, what are you using? Survey Monkey. Okay. Uh, so that's so you're just putting that as a link into an email saying, "Hey, are you sure you are you confident enough in your policy?" They click link because that's good clickbait. They go to the survey. It's not taking a survey, which is terrible. Like nobody wants to take a survey ever because I mean. Some people do, but mostly it's like, hey, tell me how awesome I am or I'm not, and you're really doing. You ever get those emails, Ryan? It's like, hey, could you just really do us a favor? I was like, I no, like, I mean, why? It's just, it's like the first thing, anyways. Um, and um, all right, so now I'm curious, what, where does the confidence calculator come in? Is this like a welcome series? Like, is this like a welcome? kit-ish email campaign? Is this for prospects, for new clients? What is? How does this break down? So, so most of my business comes from mortgage loan offices, right? And so whenever I'm bringing on a new client, they're they're going through a lot. I mean, they're, they're meeting with the realtor. They're meeting with the loan officer. Uh, if they have an existing home, they're trying to get ready to sell. Uh, you know, and, I'm, and here I am, you know, trying to talk to them about their, their home insurance and then also their auto insurance, which... They really don't care about, you know, when they have all this other stuff on their plate. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, no matter how much I try to explain the home insurance thing to them, you know, or, or do a, a quote video, um, a lot of times they, they really don't care just because they got so much going on. And, yeah. You know, they may say that they don't want certain coverages because they're, they don't want me to keep explaining it to them. And so... A lot of times what I've noticed is, you know, people are just, you know, they, they want to get their home insurance policy and, and just be done with it so they can keep on rolling, right, and uh, get ready to close. So about four months out, uh, three months, they, they get a, an email, you know, telling them to review the policy documents that come in the mail. Maybe it's about three and a half months out whenever they receive the confidence calculator survey. And so... Um, you know, hopefully things have died down a little bit. They've got they've got moved in, and, and so now we can kind of dive into the policy uh, a little bit more and, and make some changes if needed. Interesting. I like that. Uh, so about a three month delay on that. And so are you looking to like basically? So you're 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 actually willing to remarket a new client then potentially? No, so it's it's not it's not a, a remarket. Like I, I, be, I believe that you know whenever, whenever I'm writing their policy initially, that I'm placing with them with the company that, that best fits their needs already. Uh, so we're, we're talking about uh, endorsements that may need to be added, uh, maybe um, raise or lower a deductible, maybe add uh, glass coverage uh, or scheduled property or, or something like that. So uh, yeah. what, one one thing that I see a lot is you know maybe. There, there's a wedding ring um, that, that needs to be scheduled, but the appraisal's packed up somewhere. Yeah. You, you know, maybe a couple months later, you know, they've unpacked and they're kind of ready at this point, you know, to or able to, to access that appraisal. Uh, 
you know, and, and then we can get that scheduled in. So this kind of an added reminder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what? All right, I'm gonna ask really detail. What? Uh, what's the open rate on that? On that email? Do you know? Uh, on that email, the open rate I want to say is about sixty. Wow, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and, and one one of the things that I've noticed uh, because I spent so much time trying to make these these fancy looking emails, right? You know, the, the pictures and the embedded videos. Um, just making it look real nice, editing the background color, all that stuff. But my highest open rate is, is on the emails that look like they're just coming directly from me. Yep. You know, and so I've really tried to, to get away from, you know, the fancy emails with all the pictures and, and, and videos being invented. Uh, because, I mean, just the, the personal email, those get opened and those get read and, and those get clicked through. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what's the, I just got asked this too, just from a, from an email perspective, what, uh, what is the uh, subject line that you use on the confidence calculator email? You probably might name it. Uh, I think it's, uh, don't be alarmed is, is what it is. Really? Huh. Interesting. Because again, it's one of those things where I don't want them to be alarmed. You know, if they have a claim, they find out they don't have a specific coach. So, so it's it, it's meant to to grab their attention. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like, uh, do you have enough confidence in your policy? Uh, it might be a little long, but um, don't be alarmed is very short and very sweet and a sixty percent open rate. That's that's pretty amazing. How many? How long do you let that whole sequence go? How many emails do you have in there? Golly, uh, how many emails? Probably maybe eighteen. And oh, it runs, okay. It, it runs for a year. Oh, nice. Yeah, it runs for a year, and then immediately, whenever you know the policy renews, they obviously go into the renewal automation. So, how do you? How do you? How do you? Yeah, how do you, oh, that's another. The re, wait, whoa, the renewal is another eighteen. So that's so basically that's to cover the year. So you're going to treat the so uh, first year you're you're treating that as like your first year campaign for 18 emails, and then the renewal is like technically a second year campaign to cover touches throughout the course of the whole year. Um, all right, I have two questions on that. First, how are you managing that? Is that something that you're just manually doing? Do you have it triggered somehow to automatically hit with the renewal? Right, right now it's it's, it's manual. Um, so. Yeah. You know, we, we we keep up with our cancellation. So any any time that somebody cancels a policy, then we know you know there there's certain things we have to do, right? We have to get the yeah. signed cancellation request, and then we obviously have to issue the cancellation, uh, and then we also need to go into active campaign and remove certain tags and yep. add add tags as well. So the um, you know the win back tag is something that would be added uh, whenever a cancellation occurs. Uh, which will put them into another email sequence. Okay, I kind of want to go into that, but uh, I just have to say, yeah, you know, everyone kind of is freaked out about starting email automation, but email starting email automation is actually the easy part. It's stopping email automation that's way harder, in my opinion. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I sent a client an email after they stopped being a client or something. You know, it's just like, oh, hey, by the way, um, I don't have this policy anymore. Sorry. Um, and, and yeah, so it's being, is there any tricks that you have? Is it just like, do you have just like a list of like, like a cancellation, like kind of hit list that you go through and that's part of it and it's just diligent, like hitting it every time? 
you, you know, I, I don't, you know, and, and that, that very well could happen, uh, you know, down the road. It hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm sure it will. You know, somebody will fall through the cracks at some point. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, part of our checklist. You know, whenever somebody cancels a policy, you, you do yeah. at least these these things. And that's, and that's when we know we can be done with it. And so, do you have anything set up for year three, or what? What does that look like? So, so really, right now, the because um, I don't, I don't know that I have anybody in, in year three currently. I guess you said you're only in like your fourth year. I guess. Right. Yeah. So, and, and all of this is still fairly. Yeah. Well. I have some people kind of getting close to that point now. But gotcha. um, year year three is designed right now to to start the renewal sequence. All over again. Yeah. So they would receive the the same emails. I, I don't I don't want to leave it that way um, because I wouldn't want to see you know the same emails I saw a year ago. Even though they're probably not even going to remember you know Very true. those emails a year later. But uh, that, that's how it is right now. So so if if I don't set up a campaign for for year three, uh, and, you know I missed that window to get that set up. They are still going to be receiving something. Interesting. I'm going to close it out with uh, let's talk blogging it sounds like that's your next endeavor just because it's my personal favorite thing to talk about what um, where are you going with that what's happening there huh. time out are you doing video I was going to say, Ryan, you're, you're sandbagging me because I don't think I've seen any videos. I mean, I'm not saying I'm looking real hard, but I'm just, I haven't I haven't come across one, and I would feel very sad if I missed one. So You you will. Within the next 30 days, you will All right. see multiple videos. So, All right. That's uh, right here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, the, the blogging, it's just, you know, taking the time to sit down and, and write it. Uh, you, you know, people say, you know, 1,200 to 1,500 words. Um, you know, typing it out. E- even though you know, I talk about this stuff every day. Uh, I-, I know a lot about it. I still don't want to sit down and essentially write. Yeah. It. I mean, that's that's just what it feels like to me. Um, so I, I I need to do it. It's something I have to do. Um, it- it's just one of the things that I'm not looking forward to. Well, um, it's, so you've already got how long are your videos that you're that you're making right now that you're not showing anybody? Uh. About 90 seconds. I'm, I'm trying to keep them short and sweet. Um, listen to, to Nicholas Ayers and watch a lot of his stuff. And so I'm trying to, you know, follow some of his recommendations, uh, you know, using multiple videos to accomplish, you know, one goal and, you know, Facebook ads and, and all of that stuff. So um, just trying to be very strategic, you know, with how I, how, how I do my video. Um, well, I was going to say, you could. there's nothing wrong with, like, taking that video if you were to sit down and talk about the thing for five minutes, whether it's video or even just recording your audio, uh, and then having that transcribed. Yeah, that, that's, that's, what, that's what a lot of people have uh, suggested. I actually made a, made a post uh, in, in one of the Facebook groups not that long ago, and several people had suggested that. Uh, I've never tried it. Uh, so I'd be interested to, to just see, you know, to see, yeah. see how it comes out. Uh, 
in, in my mind, I'm thinking there's just a lot of editing that would need to go into that. Yeah. I mean, well, if you hate, so if you hate sitting down and typing, it's certainly a lot better than, um, than starting from scratch because you would probably, so I use a service like for Agency Nation, we use, I use a service called rev.com, I think is what it's called, rev.com. Um, and they charge you per like minute or something like that. So if it's like a five minute thing, it's like, I don't know, $5. I don't know what, the, I can't remember, but it's not a lot. It's like, honestly, not a lot of money. And, um, and their, their transcription's pretty on the money as far as like getting everything right. Um, you know, so if you, if you were fairly organized in, in your thoughts and how you, you know, how you actually delivered them, you know, you would just probably spend maybe 15, 20 minutes formatting and, and, you know, kind of cleaning things up. I don't, I can't imagine it would be two or, you know, two or three hours if, you know, that's what you're looking to do to get a 12 to $1,500 post, not hundred dollars, 12 to 1500 word post out. It's a guess though. RevDeck, yeah, there's, that's the one I use. I mean, there's plenty. That's, I don't know if really any others, just, uh, but that's Rev.com is what I use. So um, it'd be interesting because there's a lot of agents that I, you know, I talk to that are like, yeah, I just want to talk about the thing because that's what we do all the time. And um, uh, and even too, I mean, well, you know, here's, this is also, you could probably hire somebody like on like a fiber type situation, a freelance writer for like, you know, 20 bucks an article or something to clean it up. I don't know. I mean, you seem like a guy with mortgage broker connections that would just want to make that happen and not kind of wash your hands of it. I don't know. I don't know. Just suggesting. All right. Well, um, do you have any blog posts out now? I guess I, I know that I saw your blog. I haven't really done tons of research on the blog. Have you been posting regularly or is that still just kind of... I'm not. Again, you know, with, with the video and blog, I've kind of coupled those all together so I can have a video that goes along with the blog. I like that. It's taking up a, a, a lot of time and kind of slowing down a little bit. So um, I haven't been active. It is something that certainly will happen again within the, the next 30 days and be a lot more active with that. So. All right, man. Why well, the. Why well, I, I can't. I'm pretty excited to see, see what's up. Um, it's been pretty fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to call it quits right there.